Hello and welcome to the Dramatized Podcast. I'm Lisa Ellis. I'm Kelsey Mabel. And today we're talking about episodes 9 and 10 of It's Okay to Not Be Okay. Boop boop. Yeah, and uh, these are a lot, so let's just dive right in. They're always a lot. I just... They are always a lot. Yeah, I don't know why I even bother saying it, honestly. Because <laughs> there's nothing else to say. I just... <sighs> yeah. One day we will just open up and be like, this is happening, but <laughs> I feel like you gotta gotta tease it out a bit <laughs> yeah because i just will never forgive this show for replaying that whole meltdown between conte and sante twice never forgive them Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> well episode nine king donkey ears moon yang is driving conte asking where he wants to escape to she's super excited but he looks like he regrets everything moon yang tells him don't you start regretting that and gongte denies it she wants to go abroad, somewhere warm, to Africa, the Serengeti. But Gangte can't go far because he doesn't have a passport. <laughs> Are you from outer space? Moonyang asks, which I think is a nod to my love from the stars, and I thought it was very cute. <laughs> Gangte only wants to be gone for a day, and if they're staying overnight, they need to bring Sangte. Moonyang doesn't like these rules. She turns to drive down a narrow lane that ends in the sea, speeding up and yelling that Gangte has to decide. Do you want to go for a day or spend the night with me? Gangte yells for her to stop. She continues to speed. Do you want to spend the night with me or die with me? He yells at her again and she screeches to a stop at the last moment before they crash. This is way too close to trying to get revenge for rejection for me to be comfortable with it. Like, I'm laughing through it, but it was not funny to me. Yeah. (laughs) Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And like the endeared, like the endeared face he has once he gets out of the car, I'm like, no, sir, no, you, no, this is not okay, no. That's basically me throughout both episodes is me just being like, Conte, no, <laughs> no, right? sir, bad. I need like a squirt bottle and just like <laughs> squirt him. Yeah, Gangte is upset with her, but not nearly upset enough. And tells her to count to three before doing rash things like this. Moonyoung asks if he counted to three before punching that guy. I don't think those are the same at all. I don't either. <laughs> she angrily tells him to get out of the car, and he does. Moonyoung drives away, throwing his bag out after him, and Gongte just laughs after her. Yeah, he looks very like, oh, that was so funny. Too endeared for what happened. That exactly. He's like, Moonyoung will be Moonyoung. It's like he skipped over his, like, reckless teenager phase. So, like, he's having it now. Oh, for sure. And I am not here for it. <laughs> I feel like that's not even, like, reckless teenager. Because it's, it's like, I mean, it, it goes back to the Stockholm Syndrome. Because it's not like he's driving the car. <laughs> it's her who's like, you will die. <laughs> True. You're, that's, yeah, you're right. You're right. Moonyoung is super pissed at him, and I'm, I'm honestly not even sure why. Like, she says she's mad because Gangte is teasing her by saying that they can't go for a long trip, and she has to get back at him. But I don't think he was teasing her. I think he was just like, yeah, I want to not be gone overnight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Moonyoung. We're at Jaesu's pizza place, and look who came crawling back. It's Gangte. <laughs> <laughs> Got kicked out, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> He's scarfing down a pizza. Jaisu is marveling that he still has an appetite after punching a guy and getting suspended from work. He tells Gangte they should go see a doctor for him, which at this point is probably good advice. Gangte wonders what's wrong with him. 
Jisoo theorizes that when Moon cut his hand, she infected him with the psychovirus that she was carrying. <laughs> Gong Tae blinks back. You almost convinced me. I thought about writing a novel, Jisoo responds. Gong Tae gets serious. I want to have fun. Jisoo agrees. Okay, sure. Let's go for a ride on Alberto. Where do you want to go? Serengeti, Gong Tae tells him. You know, it. there's been a couple scenes where, like, say... I almost said Seiju, which was... Seiju! <laughs> Where is that from? I think you just flipped it, right? I don't know. I'm in Jisoo. Yeah. <laughs> um, him and then the nurse guy both, like, touch Conte very gingerly with, like, the back of <laughs> yes. their hands. And I'm like, what is this? I'm so confused. I know, because yeah, I thought about that in yeah, the next episode when, like, Chaeyoung, I think is his name, yeah, touches... Mm. Uh, Gong Tae's cheek and then it's like when Moon Young touches, touches his cheek and he's like Wah! and like freaks out but then he's just like ooh I know so it's like is that okay. it's just that just the way you check temperature or something I'm so confused it must be yeah because, because the rest because of us over here is just like forehead are you feeling okay yeah. granted my mom used to um, if she thought we were sick she would like grab our face and then she would like kiss our forehead really hard Oh yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, on, only only moms can do that. Nobody else. Do not recommend. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say a thermometer is your most recommended method, but I don't think I have to say that anymore in the middle yeah. of pandemic time. Uh, we don't talk about her. We don't talk about her. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't realize. <laughs> At the hospital, Judy's mom is marveling that Gong Tae punched someone. It's very unlike him. Director Oh tells her, it's like when you fart. If you hold it in 99 times, that when you let it out, it could kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> Song Tae scolds him for his childish analogy. <laughs> then Director Oh reveals he used to have a crush on Judy's mom and would beat up guys for her. Right? Judy's mom says she rejected him because he was strange when he was young. It was a 50-50 chance he was either a genius or an idiot, so I just rejected him. You regret it, don't you? Director O asks. Oh, of course I regret it. Judy's mom responds sarcastically as she gets up to leave. <laughs> but I like ship a, it! <laughs> oh! You know, I, it's not clear if he's still married or not, because yeah, I thought the same thing, but he has a son, oh. so I'm like, clearly he had a wife at some point, or I guess a significant other at some point. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Director O's just hoeing it around. We don't know. I mean, at least he's taking care of his children, you he know? He is. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just... These characters deserve to be happy. Although yeah. I liked that it was like a Targaryen situation. <laughs> Either, you know, you become a director of a hospital or you burn down an entire city. It's a 50-50. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought you were about to be like, either become a director of a hospital or you live long enough to see yourself go crazy. <laughs> right? <laughs> Buell comes running up then to get the director. We see there's a commotion in the main lobby. Autumn's mom and brother are there to get her out of the hospital. They brought her there to hide her from him, but now there's no point keeping her here. Him being her ex-husband. Autumn doesn't want to go, and things are getting heated. Her brother grabs her hand to take her out, but Director O steps in to stop him. If you want to leave, he pauses, looking around for an excuse. Everyone is waiting with anticipation. You have to pay first, he finishes. Hangjo looks upset. Then we see Autumn and her family walking out of the hospital. 
Hang Jai yells at Director O. Oh. Autumn was not ready to be discharged yet, but Director O oh just dismisses her. What else could we do to stop her? Some of the patients drag Zhang Tae into a storage room and tell him the bad news. Zhang Tae is, of course, super upset, but the ghost lady gives him a premonition that tomorrow someone will come from the West to help him. That was really weird. Yeah. <laughs> Jaesu is complaining to Gang Tae about how Songin is a noisy sleeper. Gang Tae offers to let Jaesu sleep in his and Song Tae's room, which he should have done a long time ago, I think. I mean, if uh, Jaesu could get a hold of that boy in the first place, or if Gang Tae, like, was actually a good friend and, like, checked in on him earlier. Exactly. I feel like that would be his first thing. Like, oh, I didn't know Songin was moving in. Sure, you can have my room. Yeah. (gasps) First day, it was even brought up, you know? Amen. He also has a favor to ask. It's about Song Tae. Tomorrow, could you... But Jaesu cuts him off saying, sure, there's no need to explain. I'll help you out no matter what. That's what you call loyalty? Yeah. Gang Tae? Yeah. Just gonna pause and let that sink in? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Gang Tae thanks him. (laughs) It's just pause. Carry on. <laughs> Just pause as we appreciate Jesu, Seiju, both of them. Dance. Sorry. Because <laughs> feeling myself, Beyonce goes, pause. And then she goes, carry on. And then pretty on king. Pretty on thing. Pretty on thing. <laughs> Did you spill your water? <laughs> I was jamming too hard. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> You spilled on yourself. A little bit on my bed sheets, but it's okay. That's <laughs> funny. I heard the splash. <laughs> I have it in this thing, so it only spilled out the oh, like, top here. Okay. So it's only you a got little. lucky. I really did. <laughs> Blessed. <laughs> Jaisu asks, then who do you like more, me or Songte? But Gangte just says he doesn't need to answer that and leaves. <laughs> Then we actually get a cute scene where Moon comes in while Song Tae is watching a cartoon. They find out they both like the same character, the one Song Tae named his dinosaur keychain after. And they bond over that. Moon says they really click, like best friends. Song Tae is overwhelmed by this. Gong Tae comes home and asks Moon to talk. She's still upset at him, so he wonders if they're still going on their day trip tomorrow. She asks him if he overreacted like that earlier to have fun for just one day. I gotta pause again here to let the sheer audacity of that sink in. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, who overreacted? Exactly. Yeah, Gongte. Definitely it was Gongte. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gongte just tells her that one day is more than enough for him. He's dreamt of that day his whole life. She's like, why do you have to be so dramatic? Oh my god. Why you gotta make everything sad? Exactly. <laughs> Even just just one hour is enough. <laughs> I've never seen the sunlight. <laughs> so are we going tomorrow? Moon tells him that sometimes he's more like a tamer than a caregiver. She feels like he's taming her. Well, I don't feel that way at all. Yeah. Really? <laughs> it's like, Moon have you met yourself? You cannot be tamed. Can't be you tamed. are Miley Cyrus. Circa 2009, I'm guessing. When was that song? I don't know, but look at you being the Miley Cyrus fan this time. Oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. That's your territory. I am so sorry. No, go for it. (laughs) What year was this? 
I want to say it was 2010. Oh, nice. You were very close. I I know my Miley. <laughs> it kind of was a bop, not going to lie. It was. I was obsessed with that whole <laughs> album. Great. I was obsessed with all of her albums. <laughs> See, like, I was not a Hannah Montana fan. I was an anti-fan, not really. <laughs> well, well, everybody else was going through their emo phase. I was apparently going through a Hannah Montana slash Miley Cyrus phase that nobody else was in on and so everybody everybody like bonds over like all these emo songs that i know nothing about and so i'm just like yeah i was like an emo kid yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah like speaking of angsty teenage years (laughs) you're gonna be a gong tay now you're gonna be driving into the sea at 30 (laughs) (laughs) you didn't have your emo face oh yeah i know ugh I had it in my heart. I just didn't have it in my music. <laughs> That's a mood. <laughs> you know, Miley was was emo with her little like whoa whoa transition. So that was pretty emo. <laughs> whoa 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> It should be our transition in and out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah Montana had the energy of a K-drama. You can't deny it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Where even was I? <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> Gongte size. I think it's the opposite. I keep doing things the opposite of him taming her. I keep doing things I don't normally do because of you. We flash back to the punch, and Gongtae wonders if he was out of his mind. But I like how the only thing he thinks about is, I'm not acting as I normally do because I punched a guy. And it's like, um, I feel like you've been doing quite a few things out of character lately. A good point, yeah. And that's that is the, only the only one you can think of? Yeah, it is. Mm, it comes back to that frustration, which I think kind of becomes the theme of this episode of... Like, that's not the issue. Yeah, you're you're acting irresponsibly because you're abandoning certain people in your life. But punching the guy wasn't your problem. Yeah. He deserved <laughs> to be punched. Let's be real. Oh, for sure. For sure. So. And yeah, it's really weird how everybody keeps holding that over him. Yeah. because He deserved to be punched. I like the director kind of like basically says that. Whenever he talks to Kong Tae again, mm-hmm. and it's like, I blackmailed the guy, so go back to work. <laughs> I know, I like how they're just like, yeah, it's it's over. It didn't really matter. Yeah. Kong <laughs> <sighs> Tae. Kong Tae says he really couldn't hold his anger. Moon Young says he wasn't out of his mind. He was stunning. Kong Tae starts to lean down for a kiss, and Moon Young looks panic at first, but then closes her eyes. They're interrupted by a deer yelling. It sounded like a baby, but I see no babies. This was before they showed the deer. I was like, what is that? I thought it was like a bird of some sort. I was like, who has a baby? <laughs> they pull apart at the last moment, and Gante asks if they're leaving tomorrow. Moon agrees as he leaves, and Moon turns around to yell off her balcony at the deer. I feel like that kiss was just... It came out of nowhere for me. For I like, sure. I totally agree. Because, <laughs> like, they I just... think even Moon was like, oh, we're doing this? <laughs> yeah. Because he just was just like, I was stunning? Okay, mm, let's kiss now. And it's like, whoa, 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 <laughs> sir. 
You were not following the K-drama bingo sheet. Thank you. Calm yes. down. <laughs> yes. And it just lends itself to kind of this being manic behavior that worries me more than anything. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that epiphany? That was a good way to describe it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Lisa, just let me think you're stunning, okay? Stop laughing at me. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, darn this screen. It's the only thing that's separating... Okay, never mind. (laughs) Judy is having trouble sleeping. She goes to leave her room, but wakes up Sungjae in the process. They both go to the roof to drink together, which I love that Sungjae was just like, yeah, let's drink. Like, I was asleep, but let's drink. Yeah. Judy asks if she's ever been in a one-sided love. Sungjae says no, she would never do something so dumb, and then looks devastated when she realizes why Judy may be asking. You deserve way better, she tells Judy. And I agree! I agree, but also she does that all the time. She really does. She hypes Judy up. You're way better than Gong Tae. He may be handsome, but he has nothing. She trails off as Judy solemnly agrees. He doesn't have anything to offer. He really doesn't. I must have thought I could be the one to fill up his empty life. She keeps drinking, which I just realized at the beginning, they told us Judy wasn't really a drinker. So it's even more sad to watch how like every scene she's drinking now. Murray, why you gonna make it sad? I gotta make I mean, granted, this show is just as sad. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is not the most sad thing. Don't worry. Yeah. Sungjae tries to comfort her. I personally think you should be with a guy who's older than you and has a laid-back personality with the characteristics of a businessman. And I don't know why Sungjae is hyping up Songin, but it was really endearing to me. It was. Yes, it was. But also, she was like with a laid-back personality, and I was like, that is not Songin. <laughs> I thought the same thing. We pan over to see that Songin is sitting out of sight on the stairs, listening. Gante is trying to go to sleep, but keeps thinking about Munyang. I must be crazy, he mutters to himself. Songdae tells him that if he's crazy, he should go to a hospital, making him the second person in like 10 minutes to tell Gante this. <laughs> Munyang is also being kept up by thoughts of her almost kiss with Gante. The next day, Director Oh is leading a music class where they're literally singing the drama's name. Miss Park is not joining in and instead keeps looking over at Professor Ko. Director O offers to take Professor Ko for a walk. Ah, this is great. <laughs> it's kind of like with a uh, rookie historian when we had O and Ho. <laughs> yes. Gongte tells Songte he's going to be late that night, so wait for him at Jesus. He notably doesn't say exactly why, though. Songte announces that he's best friends with Moon Yang now. He's really heckin' excited about it, but Gongte not so much. Director O is talking to Professor Ko about Moon Yang. She's just like that woman, her father remarks. Everyone got fooled by that woman. She had the face of an angel, but there was a demon inside. Professor Ko goes on to say that she killed someone, and it's not super clear who he's talking about. But my money is on Munyang's mom? You mean he? He killed somebody? No, she. Well, like, because he's talking about Munyang? I don't know, because now Oh, yeah, that scene was was, really confusing. I was thinking this before I watched the next episode, so now I'm like, do I still think that? I'm, like, trying to reconcile in my mind. Because I was, at this time, I was like, maybe the body Moonyoung found wasn't her mom. Maybe it was a different woman entirely. Maybe Moonyoung's mom killed another woman. I don't know. Oh, shit. But then, spoiler, I mean, she does say, 
you thought I was dead. So that mean, makes me yeah. more think it is Moon Young's mom but that Moon Young found. But didn't he say that he, I killed her, but she's still alive? Is that in my yeah. episode? Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, that's true. So it's really weird that he says she killed someone. Yeah. So yeah, who did she kill? Yeah, that's why I got confused. Because in my episode, he's like, I killed her, but she she's still here. She's still alive. And I was like, who who killed who? Who is yeah. dead? Who is alive? I don't know. Right? Because yeah, it's like, is she, the she he says is that Moon Young's mom? Is it Moon Young herself? Yeah. I don't know. I'm only getting more confused on that, Same. honestly. Same. Director O asks where that monster is, and Professor Ko says she's dead. He killed her. But then his head starts to hurt. I'm sure I killed her, but she came back to kill him. He looks freaked out, so Director O comforts him. Hangja is holding a copy of Moon Young's mom's book. Miss Park snatches it out of her hand. Why were you reading this when I wasn't done reading it myself? Hangja has a paper cut on her finger from when the book was pulled out of her hands. See, Miss Park says, it's because you touched something that wasn't yours. I hate when people do that. And she walks out. Judy comes in to ask if Hangja's okay. She asks her about Zhang Tae. He went outside today when it wasn't his turn. Judy tells her that Director Oh arranged it. Hangja doesn't like this. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Gong Tae is supposed to be leaving for his trip with Moon Young, but she comes out in this giant hat and fancy dress, and they both bicker about it. <laughs> Director Oh calls Gong Tae to meet at Subway because he has something important to tell him and sponsor. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Gong Tae asks, what's the psychology behind people who dress up way too much? Obviously referring to Moon Young. Do they want to show off? Director O tells him it's the opposite. It's for protection. They think they're weak, so they use the clothes for protection. It's like an armor. So you should do a good job protecting her. At home, Moon Young asks Song Tae about what kind of women Gong Tae used to hang out with. Song Tae says his brother doesn't like women. So does he like men? Moon Young asks. He likes me, Song Tae tells her. I Moon hate reasons. when dramas do this. They always do it. They always. Ugh. There always has to be a moment where the main guy, like someone is like, is the main guy gay? And it's, the answer is always no. It's always no. <sighs> Just once. Yeah. Just once. This I one want I feel like is like... one of the least offensive. But... Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. Um, I just want one time, one time, give us like a bisexual lead. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Be like, I'd love yeah. to come in here with a gay drama. Maybe we will. <gasps> I have a couple I have saved, so don't tempt <laughs> me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Moon Young reasons that this is why he doesn't know how to have fun. Do you like Gong Tae? She asks. Song Tae, in the actual cutest way possible, says, Yes, I really adore him. I know. He has the most beautiful eyes ever. <laughs> Moon Young asks if he's ever hated Gong Tae. Song Tae freezes up awkwardly, so Moon Young guesses he has. She tries to get him to tell her, but Song Tae stays silent. Moon Young asks, did you know the story called King Donkey Ears? Yes, Song Tae says. The guy goes into the bamboo forest and shouts, the king has donkey ears. Which, I'd never heard of the story. Me either. But it seems to have a ton of variations 
in like many different cultures. But the gist is what Songte says. No one knows the king has donkey ears except one servant. That servant can't keep the secret. And so they shout it somewhere remote where no one will hear. In the Korean version, it's a bamboo forest. Uh But the trees think it's so funny. So they spread the secret in the wind. And soon the whole kingdom knows the king has donkey ears. And usually the servant is punished. And in this case, the whole bamboo forest gets cut down. So basically, don't be spreading gossip. But of course, Moon takes it for a different meaning. Moon Young says the point of the story is you can't keep secrets. You end up getting frustrated. You need to tell someone to relieve your stress. Again, she insists. When did you hate Gong Tae? Which I hate that she's manipulating Song Tae about something that is none of her business. Right? Song Tae looks upset but is interrupted by his phone ringing and doesn't say anything. Moon Young and Gong Tae are finally on the road. Gong Tae is thinking about his conversation with Director Oh. Gong Tae told him he thinks Moon Young is afraid of her mother, even still. Director Oh told Gong Tae about what Professor Ko said and thinks they can't rule out that he may be telling the truth. Gong Tae wonders if Moon Young's mom isn't dead. Director Oh believes if that's true, she will definitely come back. And he's worried, so please protect Moon Young and be there for her. Back in the car, Moon Young plays my jam nonstop by Oh My Girl. <laughs> Great sub of Bob. Really, really distracted throughout this whole scene. <laughs> Basically, Moon Young complains about Song Tae not giving up secrets. He doesn't give things away for free. Is that why you're best friends? Gong Tae asks. Because you're alike? They both smile. I want to know why they randomly decided to play that song in that scene. I don't. I'm like, were you sponsored by Oh My Girl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesu takes Song Tae back to Judy's mom's house. Song Tae completely rejects Jesu when he tries to hang out with him, and it breaks my heart. They hear a splash and go up to the roof where Song In is swimming in basically a giant bucket. He's trying to enjoy his vacation, and I respect that. <laughs> we find out Moon Young and Gong Tae are headed for the mountains. They come to this giant bridge. Gong Tae is super excited, but Moon Young hates it. She's scared. Gong Tae thinks it's funny, but Moon Young is not amused. Gong Tae says he just wanted to see the view, since he can't do that with Song Tae. He's good now, so they can go. You can't hang out like this with Song Tae? Moon Young wonders. Okay, fine. Let's do this. She says this all very competitively, and I'm kind of disappointed that they took what could have been a cute and tender moment and made it about Moon Young trying to outdo Song Tae. Right. Gong Tae heads out on the bridge and Moon Young reluctantly follows. She sings to calm herself down, and this part was very cute. It was. <laughs> Gong Tae gets a call and they go to this guest house where we see Autumn and Jong Tae eating watermelon together. Jong Tae thinks this must be the person from the West coming to help him. Which... Gong Tae tells them. What? Which what? Like, I know, coming I guess from you... West direction? I guess, Coming yeah. Coming from the West? Which, I don't know why that premonition needed to be added at all. It didn't change anything. It, it really did not. I don't know. Gong Tae tells them to explain what happened. We flash back to see one of the patients, Mr. Khan, who's the man who meets with Director Oh to report on the others, offers to give his overnight stay away from the hospital to Jong Tae. Autumn and Jong Tae then ran away together. They're totally broke since they spent all their money on the taxi, so they need money from Gong Tae to pay for a room. They want to spend just one night together before Jong Tae returns to the hospital tomorrow. Gong Tae looks frustrated, but Moon Young smiles and walks away. Gong Tae refuses. He can't support a patient seeing someone while outside the hospital. 
Zhang Tae and Autumn argue that this is his fault anyway. He told Zhang Tae to hold his feelings in. But then when Autumn's ex slapped Moonyang, Gong Tae didn't hold his feelings in. And because of that, Autumn's family took her out of the hospital. <laughs> Once more, I'd like to pause for how ridiculous this argument is. I know. Like, no one will let Gong Tae live for five seconds. Absolutely not. Cannot happen. Not allowed in this house. Yeah, I didn't like... I was like, I think... I don't think they pulled you out because some other guy punched your husband or your ex-husband. I think they pulled you out because he found you, which yes. happened before Gong Tae showed up. Yes. <sighs> and when Moon Young walked off, I was like, oh my gosh, is she like going to do a quote unquote nice thing? I don't know right. if it's the right thing, but the nice thing. And she did not. Yeah, it was <laughs> just a manipulation tactic like everything yep. else. Yep. Moonyoung comes back and tells Gong Tae to apologize to them. It does sound like it was his fault. She paid for the room next to theirs, and she hands him a receipt. Gong Tae drags her away. I told you we can't stay the night. Stay here by yourself. Also, I feel like you wouldn't want to stay in the room next door. Hanuks have notoriously thin walls, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Who says they're doing naughty things? I mean, I would assume... I mean, I feel like we have one night together. True. I I mean, I'm not doubting you. (laughs) (laughs) Moonyoung taunts that she bets Autumn and Jongtae will elope tomorrow. Your rationality will never win against your desires. Will you let them just run away? Or will you break them apart when they're in love? That's so cruel. Let's just stay here tonight so you can take Jongtae back to the hospital tomorrow. Okay, Mr. Caregiver? Gongtae tells her he's been suspended from work, so he refuses to work, and he starts to walk away. But he looks back at the couple, and Moonyang smiles. Everyone else is having a little barbecue at Jody's mom's house, who is wondering when Gongtae is going to get there. Jaesu is a real one and covers for him. Songin tries to feed Jody and gets denied, but he feels awkward and just stuffs it in her mouth anyway. Which, totally less awkward. Right? <laughs> Sangin, so smooth. <laughs> like crunchy peanut butter, as I always say. The conversation turns to Moonyang, and Sungjae wonders if she went out with Gongtae today, and that's why both of them are busy. The mood gets real awkward real fast as everyone looks at Judy. Jaesu and Sangin both start trying to distract her by praising Sungjae for her creativity. Judy doesn't seem to buy it, but Sungjae is living for the compliments. Did you think they were saying that to comfort Jerry or Songtae? Or is it like kind of a little bit of both? I think it was a bit of both. Okay. Because I was mostly worried for Songtae's reaction. I guess that's why I was like, oh, they're comforting Songtae. Because I was like, I was worried about his reaction. I didn't care about Jerry's reaction. She's a big girl. Well, I guess I think Jaesoo was doing it for Songtae. And I think ah. Songin was doing it for Jerry. So I guess, ah. yeah, I should have said them both. But yeah. Okay. I think that's why, like, Songin joined in, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Judy sulkily goes to get beers for everyone, and Songin goes after her to help. This is where I noticed Judy's wearing a full-length dress over her jeans, and I honestly think that's, like, 50% of her problems. <laughs> and then she put, like, a jacket over it. Like, you were wearing like, so many layers. Isn't that, like, an early 2000s look? Maybe she's I don't, I guess. emulating... Yeah. <laughs> Early 2000s. What up? 
Judy's bringing it back. She just a little is, too soon, in my opinion. I completely agree. Yeah, so you never want to emulate any type of fashion from the early 2000s. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything to disagree with you with. Um, so. We lived it. We know. <laughs> Hopefully, if any of you didn't live it, get out. <laughs> My niece has left the chat. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, I would think so. I know. <laughs> no offense. Actually, no. Uh, Early 2000s? Nah. They're pretty old now. When did the early 2000s? Because I'm saying if early 2000 ended in like 2010. Oh. Then you'd be 10. <laughs> so yeah. get out. But like early, like early yeah. 2000s babies are like 20 you years old. You could be 18. Yeah. Yeah turning 20 this year yeah which is only five years i'm gonna (laughs) i know it's crazy (sighs) anyway let's not get existential (laughs) now that i've changed the bio to two 25 year olds i i stay winning (laughs) (laughs) we'll talk about it again in a few months when you're 26 we will (laughs) nobody knows when you know what yeah secret secrets Songin and Jody are walking back from buying the beers, and Songin actually manages to get Jody to smile a bit. He's very excited because Jody sort of compliments him by saying she understands why Moonyoung stuck by him for all these years. But Songin says it's the other way around. He's the one sticking to her because she cannot be left alone. She's very lonely, but doesn't want anyone to know that, so she pushes people away. Jody gets teary-eyed. I have to say they are alike. Do you think that's why they're attracted to each other? Songin tells her there are many reasons you can fall for someone. It might be how pretty they look when they cry, or when they swear at you when they're drunk, or when they unexpectedly slap you in the face. They laugh together as Songin says there must be some reason Gangte fell for Moonyang. I just I I I'll say it, I like this couple more than our main one. I gotta say I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so cute I, um, the way that he was like it might be when they cry or when they slap you it was just so cute but say i like all the sub romances better than the main romance right now <laughs> yeah they're all much healthier than our main romance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i'm also curious about songin and moonyang's backstory like, they clearly have this strong bond, so I'm wondering how they met in the first place. And, like, because it seems like he's pretty much the only person outside of Gangte, but before then, the only person who cared about her. And he seems to genuinely care about her. Yeah, and is, like, stuck with her as well. Cause they yeah, because he pretty much says, like, he loves her. Like, yeah. I think, like, a sister, but he loves her. Yeah. At the guest house, Gangte is stressing about having to call Songte to say he won't be going home that night, and Moonyang is, of course, unhelpful. Gangte finally calls his brother, and Songte seems totally fine with it, which I think is a big surprise for Gangte, and I don't know that he's necessarily happy about it. I also don't like how Moonyang is just trying to rip this band-aid off without any sympathy when this is a huge change in Gangte's life. Gangte talks to Moonyang about how she's apparently best friends with Songte. Moonyang says she's fond of his brother. He's cute. Gangte continues that his mother always wished for one thing, for Songte to have a friend, a real friend who truly understands him. Just one. Gangte really just loves to forget about his best friend Jesu, doesn't he? Right? Oh my god. That man needs like a gift basket of some sort. 
seriously because i'm like literally this same episode jc was like let's hang out song day and he was like no moon young says she once had that a friend who understood her she's referring to jody who is reading moon young's books at home we flash back to when the two were children. Judy got picked on by everyone at school, which like at first they were just chanting, chanting her name. I thought they were hyping her up. Right? Because <laughs> they're like, Judy. And I was like, yeah. And then they were bullying her. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> Never mind. Because like you don't usually see kids bullying somebody by chanting their name. No. And it's also like not clear at all why they bullied her and why like literally all of them bullied her. But that's mm, fine. Go off, little demon children. <laughs> kids are the worst which is why we don't allow them in the podcast <laughs> jody sees that all the kids are afraid of moon young and starts following her around shall we become friends we see the two hanging out together and moon young voices over that she liked it because she was no longer bored and jody liked it because her classmates no longer bullied her but the thing is she didn't want just one friend and we see a scene of jody playing hide and seek with all the kids at school moon young didn't like that she thought they'd only be friends if Jody was once again alone. We now see all the kids avoiding, avoiding Jody once again after Moon Young harasses them. But I was wrong, Moon Young voices over. Jody is crying and telling Moon Young not to come any closer. And when she doesn't stop, Jody throws her paint bucket at Moon Young, splattering her dress. A friend who truly understands you doesn't exist, Moon Young tells Gong Tae. Gong Tae tells her she could reconcile with the girl, but Moon Young says she doesn't want to. She has a best friend now, and she has Gong Tae. She tries to put her hand on Gongtae's cheek, but he jumps up and falls over. Apparently, they were unknowingly drinking alcohol, so he's all drunk now. <laughs> Moon Young lays down next to him inside their room and turns off his phone. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. He's super sleepy, and she just keeps watching him like he's a snack. She literally turns off his phone so Songtae can't call him. Right? That's what I thought, too. Oh, my God. Like, she basically started all this. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, bye, bye. Gante says he has fun when he's with her. He keeps on smiling. Then we see her try to assault him, and Gante continuously trying to run away. And I guess it's funny because men can't be raped. Ha ha. It's not funny. <laughs> spoilers spoilers not funny. just everything about the scene was slightly creepy because every time i'm just like if the roles were reversed this would be so weird yeah 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 like if a man is like i'm gonna turn off her phone and when she runs away and also he's drunk by the way yep. like yep just ooh, everything i don't like mm-hmm they end up with Gong Tae on top of Moon Young, pinning her arms down. She gets him to let go, but she lunges up at that moment to kiss him. Gong Tae kind of tackles her, so they end up cuddling instead. It's like a very forceful cuddle. Yeah. The whole thing is very strange. She gets him to caress her hair as they both fall asleep. Later that night, we see Moon Young in bed while Gong Tae watches her, muttering that he no longer can hold himself back, so he can't run away anymore. I hate it! Uh, I just... <sighs> and the problem is, like, it's... I hate it so much right now. I don't know that it's ever going to be redeemable for me. Yeah. The next morning, Moon Young wakes up alone and goes looking for Gong Tae. We see Song Tae has fallen asleep at his desk and is having a nightmare, muttering, don't leave mom and I'll protect Gong Tae. He wakes up crying and immediately calls Gong Tae, who doesn't answer. Moon Young finds Gong Tae. He's smiling and walks toward her with a bouquet of flowers. He tells her not to trample on them this time, and Moon Young actually seems to like them, saying they're beautiful. 
I honestly thought she was going to make fun of him, but she seems genuinely touched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tae leans forward and gives her a sweet little kiss. They both look surprised and shyly yeah. smile at each other. Gante gets all giggly. It's very cute. And then it's Gante standing across from little Moonyoung. And I don't like this. Oh, he just kissed her. Uh, mm, I did. Yeah, mm, mm, Made me feel I was so like waiting. Weird. I was waiting for like him to also be little. What? So it would be less weird. But that didn't happen. And it was just so weird. And I was like, please, please stop. Please. I don't want to think about him kissing baby moon young yeah. like no and, like, looking lovingly at her like yeah, that was it. so weird i hated, hated it, it. Hated did not it. i don't know what they were going for but it did not come across it, mm, yeah i didn't someone on the editing table should not, have been like nope <laughs> did not translate did not translate well it was bad bad mm-hmm. bad yeah that scene <laughs> that scene is not dramatized podcast approved <laughs> no <laughs> dramatized podcast does not support pedophilia <laughs> That is our official stance. Official stance, yes. They walk back to the guest house hand in hand. The owner tells them Zhang Tae and Adam left early that morning, and Gong Tae is upset since presumably they ran away together. Zhang Tae comes walking up then, and we see that Munyang gave them money to run away, but Zhang Tae decided not to since it would turn their love into a cowardly and petty act. He still is struggling with alcoholism, so he's not recovered enough to take care of Adam. He promises her he'll fully recover and come to find her, so just wait for him. Gong Tae takes him back to the hospital with them while Zhang Tae cries in the car. I was so proud of him, though. Me too. What a good boy doing the right thing. See, I'm cheering for them. That, Agreed. That that is that is the relationship right now that I'm here yes. for. Yes. I'm sorry we didn't talk about you at the beginning. You're worth it. Yeah. <laughs> After he gets out of the car, Munyang asks, Is Jongtae dumb? Why let her go if he loves her? Because he loves her a lot, Gongtae answers. Munyang says that's complete bullshit. She'll never let him go. Gongtae gets super ominous and is like, You never know what could happen. He heads inside to check on Songtae, who is working on his painting. Cha Young overhears Zhang Tae telling Mr. Khan about his outside adventure, including that Moon Young and Gong Tae are a thing. Song Tae immediately asks Gong Tae why he didn't pick up his phone when he called earlier. Gong Tae looks surprised. He didn't realize Song Tae had called since his phone was off. Song Tae tells him he called 17 times. Where have you been? Gong Tae lies, saying he went to Seoul to see someone by himself. Song Tae still looks upset and like he doesn't quite believe his brother. He leaves, and Gong Tae goes to look at the sketchbook in Song Tae's bag. Meanwhile, Chang Yang Revere runs into the staff room to spill the tea. Hang Ja gets mad at him for being loud and goes to beat him up, which made me laugh. It was so like, good. Takes off her and she's like, let's know. go, boy. I know. Like, we gotta take this outside, let's go. Yeah, she's just like, you better shut up. <laughs> I love her. Uh, me too. But Byol holds her back. Chaoyang says he's going to tell them, but they have to keep it a secret. We cut to Muyang. <laughs> I pulled a Muyang. <laughs> we cut to Muyang, who gets out of the car to go find Gong Tae. Chaoyang continues to spread the rumor around, and he says that it isn't just that they're in a relationship, but that they're getting married soon. He's telling someone in the bathroom when Song Tae comes out of the stall. Cha Young freezes, but Song Tae gives no indication he's heard anything. We cut back to Gong Tae looking through the sketchbook at the picture of Song at the picture Song Tae was drawing the previous night. A picture of Gong Tae, Song Tae, and Moon Young riding together in a camping van. 
Yeah. <laughs> Hangja finds him and asks if the three of them went on a trip together. Gongtae says no. Then did you by chance run into Jongtae outside of the hospital? Gongtae freezes and lies, saying no. You're lying, someone calls out. It's Songtae. I told you not to lie. Moonyang comes walking up just as Songtae asks, who do you like more, me or Moonyang? Gongtae tries to deflect, but Songtae asks him again, this time even louder. He likes you more, of course, Hangja cuts in, but Songtae insists on an answer, screaming. Hangja runs off to get help. Everyone is watching now. I like you more, of course, Gongtae stutters out. No, that's a lie. It's all a lie. Songtae starts freaking out, splashing Gongtae with his paint water. I told you not to lie. Director Oh comes running up as Gongtae denies he's lying. He apologizes. It's all my fault. I won't do it again. I want him to die, Songtae says. I just want my brother to die. He's quoting Gongtae's words from their childhood, the day they almost drowned. You said you wanted me gone. He and Gongtae are both crying now. You said to mom every day that you wanted me to die. That's why you pushed me into the river that day. I shouted. I kept crying for help, but you ran away. You left me alone in the water. You wanted me dead. I bet you wanted to kill me. He goes to the stairs, sobbing, and shouts, Listen, everyone, he's trying to kill his older brother. Gongtae falls to the floor in shock, sobbing and denying it. Everyone just stares as Songtae continues to shout out that Gongtae is trying to kill him. Even Director Oh seems like he doesn't know what to do. Moonyang watches with tears in her eyes as Gongtae curls up against the wall, sobbing and saying no over and over again, begging his brother to stop. End of episode eight. Kelsey's gone. Kelsey left. <laughs> it was Ooh, just... I just had to get through that. <laughs> uh, I know, and I wasn't going to interrupt you because I wanted it to be over as soon as possible. Thank you. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, I... I hated it so it was... much. It was, yeah, uh, it, it hurt. It was hard, like, to even do it justice to how it feels watching it. As yeah, you know. it, oh my gosh. But it was, I mean, it was a great scene in that, like, oh my God, it made me feel so much. Yeah. But, yeah, it it hurt. And it's just, I guess it's also, like, it's, again, it's the the knowing it's coming. Because it's, like, it's been a big thing of Songtae being, like, stop lying to me. And Gongtae's, like, yeah, I was alone. I didn't, I just went to Seoul. Mm. But also, it's crazy to me how Songtae remembers that day at the river so right. differently than apparently what right. actually happened. Yeah. Well, and that he remembered Gongtae saying, like, I want him to die. But it yeah. just kept it in all these years. Because it does, like, I think it lends a bit of credence to, you know, Gongtae, you don't need to protect Songtae as much as you think you do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting to me because I wondered, does he actually remember it that way or is he just kind of like having a freak out? I mean, it makes me feel like that's how he remembered it because I, he, I don't know. Yeah, the, well, I guess the main thing is the pushing into the river. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, you ran away. And it's like, well, yeah, that's, a majority of that is true. But it's like, but he also came back, jumped in and saved you. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's like kind of crazy. Yeah, I guess that part I understand, because I think if it were anyone but Song Tae, I feel like that would be a sticking point of being like, hey, remember when you ran away? <laughs> yeah. But then, to be fair, it's like he makes no mention of Song Tae was also left Gong Tae. Yeah, I know. So was that a malicious act? Yeah, this whole scene. It, it, it was so, it was, was, I was not anticipating it being that emotional. 
it me oh, neither my God. it just spiraled came and also it was like do something people oh right my gosh like if there were ever a place for this to happen it should be here exactly. like i get that people yeah. were kind of like taken off guard and like neither of them are their patients but i still feel like someone could have been like hey hey song tay like come here buddy yeah yeah also i was thinking about i felt so bad for Kong Tae, because this is also his place of work. Right. <laughs> so now he's been sexually harassed. He's been beaten up by his brother. <laughs> and now he's had this, like, emotional breakdown in front of everyone. And I was like, I, if I was in his place, I could never show my face here again. Same. I- <laughs> Same, yeah, because, like, everyone saw, including yeah. the patients. And heard everything that happened. And it's like... Oh, God. I could, yeah. I'd be like, hi, director. I am officially quitting. I can't. I can't. Yeah, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah just mm, was, sad for all of them. Yeah. It, that, oh, my God. That was so hard. But I also kept thinking about, like, the actors, like, in that scene. It was just so well done. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah. Like, Gong Tae's breakdown was great, but it's, Song Tae just keeps blowing me yes. away. Like, the guy who plays Song yeah. Tae. Yeah, he has just been f- absolutely phenomenal. Mm, what's his name? Oh, we looked it up and I forgot it. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, Jong Tae. Nice. Yeah. <sighs> I got that done with. Shall we just continue now? (laughs) Episode 10, The Girl Who Cried Wolf. We get a whole reenactment of, you know, not even a reenactment. We just, it's a replay of everything that happened. Yeah, Yeah, we do. (laughs) Replay, replay, replay. You being off in my ears is so... <laughs> I was very on time in my ears, so check your ears. <laughs> Before you wreck your ears. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, but I don't feel like like saying it again because it's very dramatic yeah, and I don't, I don't want to talk about you. it. <laughs> Song Tae has been sedated and the director tells Kong Tae that they can take care of Song Tae at the hospital for a while. Hang Jok tells Kong Tae that he should go outside and get some fresh air since Song Tae will be asleep for a while. He walks outside and Moon Young follows him a few steps behind. After they've walked for a while, Moon Young asks him where he's going. How far is he going to walk? Her feet hurt. She twists her ankle, but Kong Tae doesn't turn back. She yells at him that she told him never to turn his back on her. She throws one of her shoes at him and it hits him in the back and he stops. Which... I really liked her outfit, but those tennis shoes. Oh, I agree. <laughs> also, she's been wearing page. it for so long now. Yeah. He turns to her, and she finds it within herself to look sheepish about it. <laughs> her actions. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, like, when she was first following him, I was like, oh, yes, finally. Like, she's looking out for him. And then she pulls her usual shit, and I was like, yeah. I said usual weird, but we're just going to move on. She goes to get her shoe, saying it's his fault for having such a broad back. (laughs) Okay. We love backhanded compliments. (laughs) 
She asks if he's hungry and talks about an udon restaurant, but he stops her, telling her to stop following him. Kangtae tries to walk away, but she grabs his wrist. Moonyoung says they should go hand in hand. They should be together, but Kangtae takes her hand away and tells her to go home. He needs to be with his brother. Moonyoung tells him he did nothing wrong. Songtae just got unlucky and fell into the river that day. Kangtae was a coward, but he wasn't malicious. He ran away, but in the end, he came back and saved his brother. He's innocent. Which I, I do... Well, I do declare she's right. <laughs> Thank you. Although I would like to put forth that <laughs> calling him a coward was a little harsh and okay, unnecessary. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Like he was like eight or ten or something. Yeah. He was a scared little boy. Yes. Kongtae tells her that he ran away because he really wanted Songtae to die. Songtae knows that and so does Moonyoung. There's no way he's innocent. So, Moonyoung says... Is Kangtae going to sacrifice his entire life for his brother to atone for his sin? Kangtae asks Moonyoung why she saved him from the river that day. She should have left him to die. If he had died, he wouldn't have to live this way. Oh my god! And this was my side note in all caps. You can't put your current state of your own personal hell into Moonyoung, you piece of boop! <laughs> I'm angry <laughs> at both of them. I am upset with both of them. They need to get their shit together. Kangtae walks away and Moonyoung lets him. <laughs> yeah, and it's also just like, oh my gosh, are you dramatic? Yes. It's better if you just let me die. Yeah, like, oh my god. Uh, like, I get it. Like, they're trying to make his life seem like living hell, but I guess it's just like, it really isn't, dude. Yeah. Songtae wakes, muttering that he called Kangtae, but he left. He just abandoned Songtae. The patients discuss what happened, and they always knew Kangtae's smile was a bit creepy. He seemed like the kind of person to kill someone. Oh my gosh. Jungtae overhears and sprays them all with a fire extinguisher, and he turns and sprays the nurses that come to break up the fight. We love a man who's ready to fight. We love it. Fight fires and people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jury brings notes on a patient. So you called her by her last name. Miss Park? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to name her that, too. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Jury brings notes on patient Park to Hangja. Because Miss Park has been experiencing severe mood swings lately. Hangja wants to know if there's a specific cause to it. Hangja meets Miss Park in a counseling room. Miss Park doesn't want to talk about herself, but about Kangtae and whether or not he actually tried to kill Songtae. Hangja says no. She believes there's a misunderstanding between the two of them. Miss Park then asks if Hangja knows why Othello killed his wife. Because of a misunderstanding. And I was like, you're not wrong, but yeah, it's I guess not the same. She, is she implying the misunderstanding? I guess I'm, I'm wondering what she's referring to. That's what I couldn't quite get. That people can, I, I'm assuming she means that people can be killed over misunderstandings. Okay, yeah. I guess I'm like, does she know more? How, does she know more than we know? Like, maybe Moon Young told her? 
Maybe. And so she knows it was all a misunderstanding? Yeah. Because I'm like, this is, this is, what do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah. Talk about a big fat misunderstanding. Othello and his wife. Good lord. Anyway. Blah, yeah. <laughs> Yago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Judy goes and sees Song Tae, who is hiding under his covers. She asks if he wants to go home, and Song Tae says no. Judy tells him to let her know if he needs anything, and she leaves. Back at Judy's house, Jaesu is trying to contact Conte to no avail. Jaesu and Song In start bickering because all Song In cares about is money, and this is all Moonyoung's fault, and she's the reason this all started. Song In tells him it takes two to tango, and Conte hung out with Moonyoung because he wanted to. Judy's mother keeps chopping loudly in the background to show her <laughs> irritation, and Sung Jae tells them to stop, but Jaesu throws down a pillow to shout that Moon Young is the cause of all of this. Song In grabs the front of Jaesu's shirt, saying that Kong Tae is the cunning one. They stop abruptly when Judy's mom enters with a knife in her hand and <laughs> simply says, so much. Let's eat. <laughs> It was so good. Just her just calmly just standing there like with her the knife in her like very taunt hand just yes. being like, let's eat. It was like a horror <laughs> movie like, eat, eat, eat. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, loved it. Also like, sorry, Songin, gotta disagree with you on this one, buddy. Same. But I do vaguely agree that it does take two to tango, but I still think it's Moon Young's fault. For sure. And I guess, I guess it also just annoyed me because... Is it, I think it's Sungjae who says it, like, uh, let's work, worry about Songtae right now. That's who I'm most worried about. Yeah, I agree. Kangtae is back at the hospital pacing outside of Songtae's room. He peers at Songtae through the small window, but doesn't go inside. Kangtae is waiting for Songtae to open the door. Kangtae stays there overnight. The director goes in and speaks with Songtae. He supposes that Songtae is hot from hiding under the covers. He also evaluates that both brothers are extremely stubborn. The director says he'll take Kangtae upstairs so Songtae can get fresh air and go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I just thought it was so funny. He like hits him and it's like, go to the bathroom. I know. <laughs> Songtae gets up and sees Kangtae walking away with the director. In his office, the director asks if Kangtae has ever tried a three-legged race. The director did it for an event at his son's school, and he was the first to fall every time. So they never reached the finish line. Songtae and Kangtae are running a three-legged race. Kangtae asks the director if he thinks they're holding each other back. The director says no, they're both relying on each other. As long as one person stays strong when the other person falls down, they'll never fall down together. Kangtae should try his best to stay strong. Who knows? Songtae might be the one to help Kangtae one day. Oh, good Talk advice. about foreshadowing. <laughs> right? We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> uh. Kangtae confesses that he thought Songtae had forgotten everything. He never mentioned that day, so Kangtae thought Songtae had erased it from his memory. The director says that's what Kangtae wanted to believe, but most people with autism have a really good memory. They either tried to avoid their emotions or express their emotions a little differently. Kangtae shouldn't avoid it, but face it head on. The director then tells Kangtae to come back to work because Adam's ex 
husband is going to drop all charges because the director blackmailed him a little. Just a little. Just a smidge. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> the next day, I'm assuming, question mark, Kong Tae helps Chaeyoung put a bandage on his finger after Jung Tae bit oh him. Chaeyoung thinks Jung Tae did it on purpose because Jung Tae believes he's the problem because Chaeyoung told everyone that Kang Tae and Moon Young were getting married. Kang Tae simply tells him that he should have stitched Chaeyoung's mouth instead of his hand. That made me laugh. It was good. Kang Tae then gets a call from Jaesu. They sit outside the hospital and Jaesu says, so this is how it feels to love someone unrequitedly. And I was like, what are... What? <laughs> what? So dramatic. Are we supposed to ship it? Because I kind of do. Like, I'm confused. Anyway. <laughs> when Kangte ignores his calls, Jaesu was so worried that he got angry. But now that Jaesu sees him, it's hard to be angry at him. He warned Kangte, didn't he? He told Kangte to stay away from Moonyoung. Kangte tells him that he woke up from his dream. He should have focused on Songte, but he dared to dream an impossible dream. Hey, Which is not right. It's not impossible, Conte. It's just you're doing it with Moon Young, and she's toxic as hell. Thank you. Yes, I really don't like how the show seems to support this dichotomy of yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm hoping it's just set up for now, and there's going to be an aha moment. But yeah, it's like he either has to have the worst life ever or abandon everything and run off with Moon Young. It's exactly. there's a middle ground where you can have a relationship with Song Tae and Jaesu and Moon Young and everyone. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Jaesu goes to Song Tae's room, but Song Tae does a terrible job of pretending to be asleep. <laughs> Jaesu has brought pizza with all of Songtae's favorite toppings. A lot he should of toppings. eat it. I know. He should eat it while it's warm. And Jaesu leaves the pizza there and leaves. Anyway, he, le- <laughs> he leaves. Did you hear that? He left. It's also Jaesu friend. I, I'm also kind of mad at Songtae. Like, come on. What a good friend. Yeah, Jaesu is your friend. Oh my God. Probably your best friend. Right? I guess he thinks, like, oh, Jaesu's Gangtae's best friend. Well, you know what? Go steal him, because Gangtae ain't worth shit. It almost seems like everybody in the show feels like only one person can have you. Ooh, yes. Good observation. And Songin says it very well later on. That's like you can love people in different ways and like have feelings for them in different ways and still yes. like love them equally. And I was like, yeah, my man, you're just giving me more reasons to like you. When in the beginning I felt like I shouldn't, but I do. Oh man, this yes, is that's guy. probably one of my favorite. Not to like supersede it, but one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, is when like uh, Songin calls Moonyoung out on that whole like who do you like more thing, and he's like, it's a dumb question. <laughs> It is a dumb question. Exactly. Exactly. My guy just being the only person in the show with common yes. sense. Except for Jason. Sungin and Jody's mom are just the heroes. Yeah. It's like you're smelling your armpit. <laughs> no, I was burping into my shoulder. <laughs> Later, Moon Young calls Kong Tae, but he ignores it. However, she's walking up to the hospital and is waiting for him at the front desk. She puts a hand to the side of his face, saying he looks worn out. And TBH, I wish I looked like that when I'm worn out. Right. He takes her hand away and asks why she's there. Kong Tae hasn't been home in a while, so she brought him his underwear. Oh my gosh. 
she brought everything, even thongs and mesh, because she didn't know what he would want. What is mesh underwear? <laughs> is that a thing? Know. I don't know. I think this is open should, my eyes. Should I even Google it? Oh, I'm going to. Go for it at your own risk. <laughs> Men's mesh. Oh no! Don't do it. <laughs> I'm not mad at these. Oh. (laughs) You should see how they're posing this. (laughs) I guess it's breathable. Is that the idea? Sure. They're very cheap, too. They're like two bucks. Or 40 bucks on Calvin Klein. Oh, yeah. Well, that's Calvin Klein. Oh, my God. Are you seeing some inappropriate things, Lisa? Well, no, they're just like, they're basically that, but it goes all the way down to the knees, which I don't understand the purpose of. Oh, gosh. Like, how are they? I guess it's for sports. Uh, okay, done. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Google at your own discretion. Someone had like... their hand in a very odd place. Huh. So you think they're for sports? I. That's what it seems like. Huh, okay. Maybe to be more sweat wicking and all that? Sure. Why not? I don't know. This I don't is un- so strange. I'm so, I'm okay anyway. <laughs> You're okay? You've had your fill? <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be, I don't understand thongs for women, much less men. So I'll just throw that out there. I have to agree. I mean, I you do you. Be. You do you. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> Sante is eating his pizza when someone drops... The Murder of the Witch of the West book into his room. He flips through it to find a note that says the little brother kills his big brother. Spoilers! Yeah. Hang Joss sees Sangte start to read this book through the window at the door. Miss Park is looking at Sangte's mural and Hang Jia is suspicious to say the least of her. Sus. She's sus. I literally wrote sus here. <laughs> Kante and Moonyoung walk down by the beach. Moonyoung says she thinks this is for the best. It's time for Kante to stop playing hostage. She doesn't want him to spend his entire life taking care of Sangte. Moonyoung knows he wants to live with her. Kante tells her no. Moonyoung says his mouth can tell lies, but his eyes cannot. Oh, but before I like continue on with their whole conversation. I have a friend where her situation is a lot like this. And I have thought these things of like, I don't want, like, I, I'm like saddened to see that like you have, like your life is so dictated by something you can't control. But I'd never like say it like that. Like, good Lord. Yeah, I completely agree because yeah, the sentiment I don't think is wrong because yeah I, I do think someone needs to let Gongte know it's okay to kind of separate himself from Songte. but I think particularly in light of this huge blow up and like how he's feeling I don't think that's yeah. what he needs to hear right now and yeah like you particularly know. not in that way of like you just need to let yeah. it go you need to stop being held hostage like well also she's making it seem like you need to stop being hostage to Songte, but start being hostage to me even better point yeah which I think is it's probably wh- what she means oh yeah so yeah yeah Mm-mm. moon young says his mouth can tell lies but his eyes cannot kong tae tells her that he woke up from his dream it's his fault 
He should have focused on his brother. Songtae should have been his all, but he was distracted by Moonyoung. He never should have stopped her that day they met again. He should have avoided her when she started talking about destiny. What they have is an ill-fated relationship, which I agree. Thank you for finally realizing it, Conte. Moonyoung tells him to stop putting on an act. Conte asks her to do him a favor and stay out of his life. Moonyoung pushes, saying that he promised to never leave her. He says that, yes, that was all bullshit. It was his first time having fun, so he was excited and just said whatever. His brother is already a handful, so could she please stop stirring up his miserable life and get lost? Which, you can't see me, but I have a very big frown on my face. Yes. Moonyoung again says that he's lying. Does he remember what he told her last time? When she told him to get lost, he told her it sounded like Moonyoung was asking him not to leave. What Kongtae just said sounded like he wants her to hold on to him. Moonyoung holds onto his hand and says, don't go. But Kongtae releases his hand and says, no, you are like a firecracker to me, a one-time event. I had my fun, so it's time for you to get out of my life. Kongtae leaves Moonyoung on the beach and Moonyoung begins to cry. She shouts after him that she's not a firecracker, but a bomb. She doesn't disappear when she explodes. She blows up and kills everyone. Kongte continues walking away from her. Just leaves her there on the beach. Yep. Also kind of like the subtle threat there, my goodness. I know, right? Yeah, I felt like, again, a moment for Moonyoung to step up and just didn't happen again. And I'm like, we are getting further in this show. When is it going to happen? Yeah, I know. Because the further on we get into this show and the longer she doesn't step up, it, the more I feel like if she ever does, the more it's going to feel like it's out of character. Mm, yeah, exactly. Good point. So. That night, Kongtae finally goes into Songtae's room while he's sleeping and holds Songtae's hand to his cheek as he cries. Just break my heart even further, show. It's fine. Right. Ugh. The next morning... Sungjae is sitting outside on the mansion's front steps because Songin told her to stay there until the doors open. Sungjae tells him to come and do it himself, but Songin says he's a busy man. Sungjae tries to quit, but Songin gets distracted by Jury. <laughs> he offers to drive Jury, and she kind of has to take it. And they're in the car, and his car starts to go bonkers and then breaks down, so she eventually has to take a taxi to work anyway. Oh, gosh. It's like, I saw it coming, but it still hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Songin doesn't deserve this. Songin! <laughs> Neither does Judy. <laughs> no, she doesn't! Oh, I agree. Back at the hospital, Hungja brings Songtae a big stuffed <gasps> brachiosaurus. <gasps> so cute i know (laughs) when she was carrying it in oh my gosh i I was so endeared i know Uh. then he starts flipping through his dinosaur book and explaining different ones to her and and he describes a dinosaur show to her and the baby and the mom are different species so the speculation is that the mom is actually a stepmom aka a fake mom (laughs) I like how he 
it's like in the fandom. This is what we think. I know. It's so good. <laughs> Song Tae says anything fake is bad except for moms. All moms are good. Yeah. Yeah. Straight to the heart. You're to blame. You give love a bad. <laughs> Did you hear that? No. Okay. Someone else had? My mic may have picked it up. It was loud. What was it? Um, a bang? I don't know. Yeah. No. I don't know. Those have been happening lately. And it's it been quiet lately. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. gunfire. But it's only once. So it never makes any sense to me. It doesn't, like, ricochet kind of like gunfire does. Anyway, yeah, maybe whatever. it's something turning on. or I don't know. I have no idea. It's just, it's so weird. Sometimes you can get moths that hit your window really loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very specific situation. With Song Tae's mom, a good mom, Song Tae tells her that his mom was a good mom to him, but a bad mom to Kang Tae. Mm. Okay, I'll let the, I'll let that sink in. But now more food porn from <laughs> Judy's mom. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Go from moms to food porn. From Judy's mom. Yeah, she do. Mm, she do provide. <laughs> she do. <laughs> do declare. She do provide. <laughs> she has a ballestas <laughs> with a lot of food. It was good looking. Ooh, yeah. She eats with Conte and tells him she hates him. She cooks this feast for him because of the saying that you should be kind even to the people you hate. Don't eat it. It might be poison. <laughs> right. <laughs> She hates him because he rejected her daughter and now he's head over heels for another girl. How could she not hate him? Judy's mom asks herself all the time on whether she should ask them to move out because it would help Judy to not see Conte all the time. Would she like them to move out? She says that she doesn't think she could sleep worry-free at night after kicking them out, so no. She tells Conte that she'll take Songte home so he can focus on pulling himself together. Kangte thanks her, and she tells him not to. Instead, he should be her born son in his next life so he can be a good son to her and repay her that way. He fights back tears, saying he doesn't want to be born again. Jury's mom tells him to not be difficult and to eat up. I don't know why that kind of made me laugh. Because it's almost like her just going, like, pull yourself together. Right? (laughs) Just, like, get over yourself. I'm sick of your shit. (laughs) Yes. Stop being sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think in like I I love that Judy's mom has that kind of tough love that like mm-hmm. I think like I think that's what could work with Moon Young and kind of like a like let me just like pick you up, brush you off and let's move on. But like it doesn't yeah. come off that way with Moon Young. It comes off as selfish. Whereas with Judy's mom it comes off as like from a place of caring. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very different places. Judy and Conte watch her mom and Songte leave the hospital, and Judy asks if he'll go home. He should. That way he can have a meal with all of them and make up with Songte. She then reiterates something they say to the patients, that if you want to make the people around you happy, then you must find your own happiness first. So it's okay to be selfish and try to think about your own happiness when things are too stressful. Kang Tae says, then can I ask you for a selfish favor? Mm. 
Also, everybody coming in with the good advice and being a good friend, except for the one person he keeps going back to. I know. <sighs> good on you, Jody. Uh, good on you. I agree. It's like, here you have this guy who's just in love with your worst enemy, and you like him, and you're still just a good person towards him. You go, Jody. We yeah. love you. And then the thing he asks, asks her is still the worst thing. I know. Oh, my God. Moonyoung is still hanging out in Kangtae and Sangtae's old room, watching a cartoon when she picks up the Dooley? I think so. Sure. Dooley the dinosaur tape and snaps a few pictures of her with it. She sends them with a text saying, come home at once or I'll wipe out all these Dooley VHS tapes. She stares at her phone but deduces that Kangtae is still ignoring her. Okay, so story time. About this oh. song, do do, and this, this song, <laughs> do do, <laughs> yeah. Does it start do do? <laughs> about this word, deduces. So, I didn't feel like spelling it. I didn't like feel like making my brain work that hard. So I did voice recognition, and I was like, deduces, and it was like. Did you see? Did 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 you use? And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, deduces. Did, <laughs> did 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 you deuces? You deuces. It's like no. You stop deuces. it. <laughs> you deuces. So basically, I had this whole crisis of like, is this an actual word or have <laughs> I made it up? That's so funny. I like that. Yeah, this at this point would be more. It's more complicated than if you just Googled it, probably. <laughs> I, yeah, I eventually had to end up Googling it and being, That's well, so I spelled funny. it right, actually. I was like, Get well, it. I think it's spelled deduces. And it was like, this is spelled correctly. It, there's no, like, red little dots underneath of it. And I was like, well, does it, th- what, does it mean what I think it means? And so I Googled <laughs> it anyway. <sighs> and it does, in fact, mean what I think it means. And, yeah, so that was that whole thing of me just trying to use the word deduces. <laughs> I feel like that's a thing. Is like every once in a while, I just have like a word crisis. Well, it'll be like a random yes. word, and I'll be like, "Does it exist?" Yes, <laughs> all the word? time. It's usually words I don't use all the time, and mm-hmm. then my brain like puts it in like the context that I'm saying it. It's like have this word, and you say it, and you're like, "Ooh, is that a word?" Yeah. Is that a word I know? I just never use this word. How do I know this word? This? <laughs> yes, all the time. Yeah. Moonyoung stares at her phone. Oh, and dedu- okay, yeah, and deduces Kangtae is still ignoring her. Moonyoung then uses a hair dryer to give herself a fever, but he ignores it again. And I wanted to see like how hot thirty nine degrees Celsius was because oh. I was like, I would have laughed if it was like too hot to be a fever, right? <laughs> but it was not. It was one hundred and two degrees Fahrenheit. Mm. Which then I was just like, why didn't she just like hold it in her hand? Does that get hot enough? I guess, I don't know. It might not. I just felt like there were easier way than, like, heating up her forehead. It was, like, weird that she was, she's like, I have to heat up my, like, the the number has to be correct. (laughs) Yeah, like, why wouldn't she just directly put it on the thermometer Yeah, or or that. I guess it depends, I guess it depends on what thermometer she was using. It looked like one that you put on your, under your tongue. I don't know what I don't know. Well, what so then, why she did she using. heat up her head, I, her forehead? I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> no, kind I'm of thermometer she was using. I know. So maybe it, maybe it was one of the rolly ones. Maybe, or I guess if it was the gun one, the gun one. 
Yeah. Which, like, I didn't know those existed until this whole she who shall not be named virus happened. Yeah, yeah. And either. I'm like, where were they hiding these all these years? (laughs) Exactly. I agree. Or even, like, the rolly ones. The rolly ones are kind of cool to me. I've never seen a rolling one. Yeah, like, they do it. (laughs) <laughs> they do that every time I go to the clinic. They like roll it on like half your head and then under your ear. Feels like you feel good. It's it's a weird sens- sensation, but it's just like yeah, because it's just like yeah, it's just half your forehead and then under your ear, and you're like, but why? <laughs> but why? Why does it have to go under my ear? Maybe I don't know. Double but yeah. verification. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So maybe I'll ask that next time I go into the clinic, which will be. But, but why? Tomorrow, actually. <laughs> you just checked a non-existent watch. <laughs> I did. Because <laughs> I, was, I was trying to be facetious, but then I was like, actually, I am going <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, so I will get back to everybody right. on the research things. Anyway. Good. Do it. <laughs> There's a knock on the door, but it's Dirty. Dirty tells Moonyoung that Song Tae will be staying with them for a little while as she picks up his things. I don't if she's also picking up Conte's things I don't know mm-hmm. Moon Young asks if this wasn't his home after all sad face next we see Song mm-hmm. Tae scratching out the words the little brother kills his big brother from the note he got in the book Kong Tae almost goes inside their old room but he stops and says that he's coming in Song Tae hides in his closet Kong Tae sits in front of the closet of the scene and says Oh, no, no. Conte sits... <laughs> Does not say that. Conte sits in front of the closet and asks Sangte if he's going to avoid him forever. He continues, saying, Forgive me, please. I'm sorry. Sangte asks... I have sinned. <laughs> Sangte asks, For what? What are you sorry for? For running away when Sangte fell into the water. For saying that he wished Sangte was dead. For wishing that he had a normal brother like other kids. Oh. And Kangtae starts crying and I hate it here. He cries so much. So much. He's sorry for everything. Songtae comes out then. Kangtae says, I'm sorry. Don't abandon me. Don't leave me. <laughs> and it just kills me because that's what Songtae was saying wasn't that what Sante was saying in his dream? Like in his nightmare that he had? He was like, Don't don't leave me, don't abandon me, or something like that. He's I Sante says it before. Oh. And Kongte says it here, and I'm just like, oh my god, these boys. Sante kneels down then and hugs Kongte. Sante repeats back to him, Don't abandon me. Then he tells Conte not to cry and gives him small pats on the back. Ah, uh, cute brotherly love. That's why we're really here. Really, trying to find exactly honestly, what he yes. said. Where is it? I don't know that it really matters, but <laughs> if if memory serves. Oh, me he was right. saying don't leave mom. Yeah, like he was asking oh. mom not to leave. Uh, I also, feel like abandonment issues. I feel like Sante has said that before but maybe i'm making it up maybe my right, brain to not have gong leave it. yeah like saying like don't abandon me don't leave me sort of thing but maybe not yeah i don't i don't know i feel like he kind of has hinted that in like his why he doesn't like Munyang and gong spending time together yeah i don't know if he said it in so many words but yeah i definitely get that feeling yeah 
Back at the mansion, Jodi tells Moonyoung that she's leaving. Did Moonyoung have dinner? Moonyoung turns to show that she's eating her Subway sandwich that <laughs> Good job. Sung Jae left on the front porch I that know, I did not I'm mention like, earlier. Yeah, so lucky a raccoon did not run off with that. I don't know why I said right? raccoon like that. <laughs> a, raccoon. A, a raccoon. <laughs> a raccoon. A raccoon. She doesn't have any food to give Jody, but there's wine. So they sit and chug their glasses of wine. You don't do that to wine, girls. That's not how you drink wine. You don't do that. You don't want to do that. No, you don't. Uh, a sipping drink. Moonyoung asks if Jody is no longer afraid of her. Jody says she still is, and she hates Moonyoung, but she's also jealous. Next, Kangtae and Sangtae are laying down to sleep, and Sangtae tells Kangtae that he's the big brother, and Kangtae says that's right, and he's Sangtae's little brother. Sangtae then says, Moon Kangtae belongs to Moon Sangtae, and Kangtae says, yes, I'm all yours. I liked it better when they believed they belonged to themselves. Oh, yeah. That is an interesting progression, yeah. I am not comfortable with what we've created in the studio today. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe it's kind of like a pendulum situation, I'm hoping, where it's like it went too far and that like, we don't want to, we want to be completely apart from each other and now it's back to like super dependency and hopefully by the end we'll reach some good middle ground where it's like, we are our own people, but we're still in each other's lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah I hope so. So isn't that where, are you getting to this, where uh, Songtae is like, I love you, and then it's like he's talking to the dinosaur. <laughs> He's like, I only met you today, but I like you so much. And he's talking to the dinosaur, and Kangtae says, I like you too, Songtae. Even though it's like, he wasn't talking to you, did he? It made me laugh so much because it just zooms out, and it's him. Because I, like, I was like, what do you mean you just met him today? And then it's like the dinosaur's there, and I was laughing. So I was like, me with like any new purchase. I love you so much. <laughs> Next, we see that Dori is quite drunk. She asks Moonyoung to let her slap her in the face. Moonyoung is like, what? <laughs> Dori says it again, slams her hands on the table as she stands. She proceeds to call Moonyoung the biggest bitch in the entire universe. When they were little, Moonyoung harassed her friends and made Dori an outcast. Then Moonyoung stole the guy Dori has feelings for. Does Moonyoung find joy in seeing Dori left alone? She stole the one thing Jerdy wanted, knowing Jerdy had nothing. Moonyoung gives a small laugh and says that Jerdy is cute. Jerdy says, she's right. Jerdy is so freaking cute. When she's <laughs> this cute, then why does Kante like Moonyoung? And Moonyoung's like, I'm pretty? <laughs> Jerdy smacks Moonyoung in the back of the head and says, screw you. Get then it. Jerdy's then Jody sits back down and lays her head on the table. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Moonyoung deserved that. You go, Jody. For sure. For sure. Also, I like that when she's like, I'm so cute. And she's like patting her stomach. I know. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Songin runs into the mansion calling for Jody and Moonyoung. Songin is frantic over Jody. Moonyoung asks if he likes Jody and he says yes. Who does he like more? Moonyoung or Jody? Songin says he likes them both in different ways. But who is first and second? Songin tells Moonyoung that when she talks about people, she should never number them like that. She can cherish and care about people in different ways. 
Songin then points out that Moonyoung is probably used to living with Kangtae and Songtae. How does she feel now that she's alone? She's just bored. She's more irritable. She's colder at night, and she feels more hungry. Songin says there's one way to explain what she's feeling. Does she know what that is? She misses him. Moonyoung then thinks about all her interactions with Kangtae and keeps repeating, I miss him. And she's alone the last time she says it. Is this the turning point, please? Yeah, I hope so. The next morning, Dirty wakes and searches for her phone, and Sungjae pulls it out of Jury's back pocket and hands it to her. We find out that she threw up twice in Songin's car. Uh, she's and in the Sungjae, trap flashback. <laughs> yeah. And Sungjae says that she shouldn't feel bad about it because it's a good excuse <laughs> to scrap the car. Oh, man. Juri runs into Kangtae at the bus stop, and they ride together. He asks if her stomach is okay. Is she not hungover? Juri says no, and then asks why he's talking so casually to her. We get a flashback of the night before. Kangtae is waiting for Songin and Juri. When she gets out of the car, she sees Kangtae and says that he sent her there on purpose so that she and Moonyoung could make up. She bets he thought Moonyoung would be lonely there all by herself. Does Kangtae not know that Jody has feelings for him? Kangtae says that she told him it's okay to be selfish when things are too stressful. Does Kangtae think Jody is a pushover? Kangtae then asks why Jody keeps talking so casually with him. Well, her and Moonyoung are friends, and he talks to her casually. Why not Jody? Then Jody tells him to speak casually to her. Back on the bus... He says thank you to Jody. Jody asks if Conte is not feeling well, and he says he's just tired, which is liar. Yeah, he looks rough. Yeah. <laughs> this time he does. <laughs> Munyoung calls him again when he's about to start his shift, but he ignores it. Chaeyoung sees him and feels his skin and states that Conte is burning up. Again, does the weird, like, side, like, yeah. little, little tiny caress thing. Is he feeling under the weather? Kang Tae simply says he guesses the heat got to him and leaves. Because apparently it's hot outside, question mark? I don't know. <laughs> it's hot in the building or something? I don't know. I didn't catch it. I didn't feel like going back and making sure. Moonyoung gets a call, but it's from Songin, whom she swears at nonstop when she answers the phone. He then tells her he'll treat her to a fancy dinner with beef. Why? Why does she think today is that day? And we don't find out what that is until later. Kante is dividing up pills, but he's obviously not doing very well. Hangja comes in and asks Kante if Songtae liked the mom dinosaur. Kante thanks her for looking out for Songtae. Hangja says that her and Songtae have gotten close. Does Kante know if Songtae and Miss Park have gotten close as well? No. Why does she ask? Hangja was just curious, but Kante should keep an eye on her during his shifts. Professor Ko is out in the garden when he hears a woman humming. He walks over to Miss Park and Kangtae sees this. Miss Park is reading Professor Ko's wife's book. Hangja told Kangtae that she thinks that Miss Park is intentionally trying to provoke the other patients. Professor Ko asks Miss Park if she was humming that song. Miss Park whispers in his ear, Why? Are you going to kill me again? Professor Ko tackles her to the ground and chokes her. Yes. Kang yeah. Kangtae pulls him off of her. 
but Professor Ko keeps screaming, let me go, I must kill her, if not, I will die. As Miss Park walks away, she smirks over her shoulder at him. Professor Ko says that day he should have killed Moon Young as well. All must... I almost said monsters. <laughs> hey, influential. All monsters must be killed. Kangtae tells him no, his daughter is not a monster. Professor Ko says that if Kangtae doesn't kill her, he will die. Later, Hangja tries to get the story from Miss Park, but Hangja doesn't believe that Professor Ko would attack for no reason. However, Kangtae is telling the director what happened, that Miss Park provoked Professor Ko by humming Oh My Darling Clementine, and the professor called her a monster. But the person he usually calls a monster is his wife. Kangtae wonders if Professor Ko mistook Miss Park as his wife. The, the director believes that Miss Park knows a lot about Professor Ko's wife, or Miss Park actually is his wife. Dun dun dun! which then makes me think okay so he did try to kill his wife she lived and then i guess like you said a while ago maybe he tried to kill moon young because he thought she was gonna grow up to be like her mom yeah but he still because the thing i keep coming back to is how he's like in a little flash as we see of it he's like i'm sorry i'm sorry like i have to do this so it's it's like it does he does feel bad about it which both could be true yeah also it's almost he, like he feels like, yes, like that's how he's going to save her or something. Yeah. It's by killing her. Also, it almost seems like it's like, I have to kill you for the greater good almost. Oh, yeah, yeah, It could be that, yeah. Not, can't allow you to be You've a monster and be put onto a society. Corrupted. Yeah. Jordy's mother walks up to her house to find Moon Young sitting there. She asks Moon Young why she's there. Moon Young reminds her that she said Moon Young could come over for food. Jordy's mom smiles and said, yes, I did. What would you like to eat? Jerdy's mom lays out all the food and then tells Moon Young, Happy birthday. Jerdy's mother assumes it's her birthday because Moon Young asks to eat seaweed soup. Song In and Sung Jae walk in to find Moon Young there. Sung Jae wants to sing Moon Young a song for her birthday and it goes, Why were you born? Why were you born? You ugly. And then she stops because Moon Young looks at her and asks, You got a death wish? <laughs> I love this idea of, yeah, it's like this person who clearly has a lot going on, and you're like, why were you born? <laughs> I know. Oh, Sunjay, never change. I know. Oh my gosh. Moon Young is sitting out in front of the house again to smoke. Songin joins her and takes it out of her mouth before she can light it and snaps Good it boy. in half. Songin says he'll give her something even more precious. It's a necklace that's supposed to be two hearts put together, which doesn't look like that, but okay. It does not at all. Because they're two hearts put together. She writes books and he publishes them. She takes it and puts it on and says this is his way of pushing her to get moving on her next book, isn't it? She says, okay, she should get moving if he's pushing, which I was like, what? I was surprised she put it on at all. I thought she was going to pick it up and just like chuck it. (laughs) Me too. Songin asks what she's talking about. Moonyoung gets up and walks to Songtae and Kangtae's apartment. She calls for Songtae. Songtae locks the door and mutters that he can't. Moonyoung says if he doesn't open the door, then she'll knock it down. Moonyoung then says she sees a power saw and she'll use it to break down the door. 
Song Tae opens the door, and it turns out that Moon Young was simply playing a power saw noise on her phone. Moon Young hands Mong Tae back to him. Instead of Mong Tae, can she have Song Tae? She smiles at him, and he says that it's fake. Moon Young tells him it's real, and she's bored without him, her bestie. Song Tae says she's lying. Moon Young continues saying she came to pick him up, to tell Song Tae the truth, today is her birthday, and she wants to hang out with him as her present. Song Tae, however, just keeps saying that she's lying. He throws down Mong Tae and goes back into the apartment, saying that liars are bad and only bad people lie. She lied to him. They went somewhere fun without him. He then tears his drawing of all three of them out of his sketchbook and crumples it up, saying he didn't need it and he no longer needed a camping car. He throws the picture out the window. Moon Young picks it up and says, The one who is really bad is the person who doesn't believe anything others say. Song Tae tells her she's wrong. Does Song Tae know the story of the boy who cried wolf? At the hospital, Juri tells Kang Tae that he doesn't look good and he should get a IV drip instead of taking medicine. He takes the medicine and says, This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's the meme though of him in the burning town room this yeah. is fine this is fine also going back to moon young uh, now i don't know if i'm always on edge but when she was like i want to hang out with you song tay it's like it seemed genuine but i'm wondering is this just more manipulation i never know i know same yeah mm. i don't know I don't, I, yeah i never know with her anymore yeah because kind of the end of this episode Seems like maybe we're turning over a new leaf, but uh, you never know. She always reverts yeah. back. Yep. Moon tells Song Tae the story, and she asks if he knows why the boy lied. Song Tae says it was because he was bored, and Moon says no, it was because he was lonely. Back at the mansion, Moon puts the flowers Kang Tae gave her in water, and then she opens Song Tae's drawing. It's, it's a very good drawing. It's so good. As Kang Tae is leaving, he sees Chaeyoung icing his head because Miss Park smacked him. She apparently grabbed a stone and hit him over the head. Which, why is this other nurse laughing? I, That's serious. I thought. I'm like, um, maybe we should call like an ambulance? That's right? He passed out. That's he passed bad. out. Like, exactly. Kang Tae asks where Miss Park is now. Jordy runs in and says it looks like Miss Park escaped. Chaeyoung remembers Miss Park saying that today was a very important day for her. And Kang Tae remembers Moon Young saying today was an important day for her as well. Kang Tae runs out of the hospital, I'm assuming, to go to Moon Young. In the story, Moon Young says that if someone had believed the boy who cried wolf and had come to him, the boy wouldn't have died. Moon Young hears a knock, and when she answers the door, Miss Park is there to greet her with a tiny... <laughs> yeah, popper. Popper. And she says... Happy birthday to you, Moon Young. And I I hated it. Like yeah. the way she was like, Happy birthday to you, Moon Young. Like she like sang it. Time. It was like off. Yeah. I hated it. Absolutely hated it. Mm-mm. Yeah, definitely um ending on quite the cliffhanger. Yeah, and all we see is Kante is speeding off to get to her, but that's the end of the episode. Mm. Yeah, and it's like, what does it mean that he's sick? Is he gonna like pass out? Right? I don't know. Mm. yeah and i'm gonna sound very cold but i i did not like as usual i did not really like moon Moon yang's interpretation of the boy who cried wolf 
Um, I was fine with her saying that the boy did it because he was lonely. Okay, yes, I'll agree with that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the other half of it, I was like, I don't like this interpretation. And I, I think agree. particularly as it relates back to her, like, I don't, like, it, it makes me sound very cold, but it, it's, there is a, if you push people away actively and make yourself a person that people don't want to be around, it's not their fault if they don't want to be around you. Like, I get that you have a lot yes. more going on in your life, Moon Young, and I do feel very sorry for you because your childhood was fucked up. Yeah. But I don't blame people for leaving when you treat them like that. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not other people's fault. In... Especially, you are a grown-ass woman. Yes. In some sense, like, yes. you're not going to be able to get over all your demons, but you are living in them. <laughs> yeah. Also, just people in general, you should not expect others to save you. That's Good not point. their job. Yeah, it's not Conte's job. It came up a couple episodes ago, like, with the whole, like, she's waiting for a prince to save her. Yeah. And, like, they're kind of setting Gongte up that way. And I'm like, that's an interesting yeah. way to go in 2020, but okay. Yeah. I don't. Mm-mm. So. Yeah. But yeah, Mama's back, so. Apparently. Yeah. That I am intrigued and terrified, to say the least. Yes, good. For what good this means for the storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, uh, I'm still, I'm still interested, but probably of, like, almost any K-drama I've watched, I like this couple the least. Even less than Love Alarm? I want to say yes, I think only because, like, I put more energy into this one, and maybe because it's, like, with Sano and, and Jojo, I feel like they were kind of, like, they were in their own little toxic bubble, and that was fine, whereas I feel like Moon Young's spreading her toxicity to Gong Tae, and I don't like that. Ooh, mm, yeah, mm-hmm, I agree. Thank you. <laughs> also, this can spread out to other ones we haven't talked about on the podcast. <laughs> it's just the only yeah. K-dramas uh-huh. I've seen, really, are the ones we watch for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it. So it I takes am by no means an expert <laughs> to do these. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess even because also usually, I don't know. It's hard to say because I'm I'm wondering would I have stopped watching this one by now? Because it's like I still like the show and I like the characters. It's just the relationship I hate. Yeah, I think I would have kept watching for Conte and Sante. Me too, and I think also just to resolve the plot because the plot is interesting. Yes. But I, yes. I think, like, in most cases, if I didn't immediately like the couple, I'd be like, eh, I'm not going to watch anyway, so. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, I think does make a testament to how good the show is, mm-hmm. that it doesn't just solely rely on the main couple being quote-unquote likable. Yeah. In and order maybe for us to still be invested. It's for the long haul. And yeah. Maybe they are developing and <laughs> all yeah, that. Yeah, we but just don't know it. We don't. And then so far, I'm not getting a lot of hints that's going to happen, but we'll yeah. see. Maybe you're finally going to get your K-drama where the two just don't work out. Is that my? Did I want that? I feel like you wanted it for <laughs> a certain K-drama. Oh. Am I making that up? I mean, I may I be making that be. up. I, I can't think, though, of it <laughs> in general. Because there's been ones where I like the or, male lead more, but... Oh, yeah. I think the closest... I did say Huarong, like, the worst part of Huarong is the romance, and if it weren't the romance, <laughs> I would watch... Like, I would watch the no romance cut. <laughs> no, I think... Okay, oh, what I'm taking from is when you said that 
you are okay with K-dramas not having a clean-cut ending, like, tied up with a bow. Oh, okay. So, like, that's what I'm taking it from. Not that you're, like, okay with, like, the couple not making it in the end, but you're, like, okay with, like, a... You make a good point because she's in the trap kind of ends... Yeah. The couple not getting together. Spoilers. Cheese cheese in the Trap is just your K-drama. Apparently. It's your epitome of a K-drama. Which is like the most, when I see like referenced most often of like K-dramas people did not like. (laughs) As far as like disappointing ending. That's so funny. Yeah. But they just don't have taste. Yeah, like like we've established, I'm just not like other girls. <laughs> just so weird. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you all for listening. This has been episodes nine and ten of It's Okay to Not Be Okay, as Lisa does a very weird dance. <laughs> it's the ending dance. <laughs> ah, join us on the Discord and have a chat with us. We're lovely, I guess. <laughs> Come find Please out slightly arrogant. what shenanigans we get up to. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us on Twitter. Oh, I forgot to mention. <laughs> oh my god! No, I don't. I'm just kidding. They played the weird for Elise when um, Judy and Moon Young were drinking. That was that's it. That's that's the thing I forgot oh. to mention. It had to be said. It was very important. It added so much. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> anyway. Join us on Twitter. Yep. At Dramatize Pod. Join us at the Discord. The link is it. in the Twitter. Our Twitter <laughs> bio. <laughs> I'm never going to get through this. I, well, I, I'm not helping. <laughs> Join us at the Discord. The link is in our Twitter bio and in our show bio. And until next time. Don't get dramatized. By the dramatized. Why oh, was so chaotic? <laughs> I am currently dramatized by Lisa. That is so <laughs> I got my second win. <laughs>